<laughs> What's going on, everybody? Happy fantasy playoffs. On our way to 2022. How are we doing? We vibing like I'm bankroll heading out in Cabo right now. You know the vibes. We, we only an hour ahead, though, so we're still basically on the same coast at this point. We're still on the Pacific Ocean, oh, so yeah. we vibing. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, we're on the same coast. It's cool. Yeah. All right, so today we're going to talk about, you know, this, this Week 17 outlook or basically go over what happened. We got some some questions from Week 16, and also, I mean, we're, we're getting down to the to the real playoff, like, the season's been so long. It's been so long. Yeah. I'm getting ready for the real playoffs. I'm excited. Thanks. So, I mean, let's talk about let's talk about some of these week 16 games. Starting off, if y'all don't mind, the best game from the week. I'm saying it right now. The Dallas Cowboys, after being criticized for their lackluster <laughs> oh offense. My God. Put on a fucking clinic on Sunday Night Football. Like, an absolute menace. They put up 42 points in the first half. Kellen Moore, he had to have been reading Cowboys Twitter because they was shitting on him for the past, like, three weeks, four weeks. We almost lost to the Washington football team, like, two weeks ago. So, this was this was a great win. Like, going into the playoffs, this was amazing. But I want to hear your outsider perspectives what, what did you guys think of this game? Okay, I saw some dude on TikTok apparently bet Cowboys minus 30. Like, how that shit going to hit? That's crazy. That's crazy to see. It's alternate line stuff in there. But, uh, you know, they didn't need to run the ball because they wanted to air the hell out of this shit in this game. I mean, Cooper Rush, two for three for 70 yards. And then obviously Dak Prescott went off in this game. Because, yeah, he's been under heavy criticism because he hasn't been the guy that he was at the beginning of the season that we've been talking about all year. Um Three guys over 80 yards in the team. Uh, Trevon Diggs gets a pick in there. Pick six for Demarcus Lawrence? Like, what the yep. hell? Like, that's some crazy stuff to see from there. Um, you know, good to see a defensive performance like this, especially when you got a guy like Micah Parsons in the run for defensive player of the year. Uh, looks good on his resume. Uh, this Washington team, Taylor Heineke isn't the answer. I think it's simple as that. I mean, they're a good team in certain situations, but I think Dallas has had a bigger reason to win this game. And that's the thing. I think it was a huge blowout. Yeah. yeah, 100%. I mean, the football team is like a criticism cure. I mean, they are they are really just like down in the dumps right now. They're, they It's crazy that they're the Washington football team. They really shouldn't – like they need another name desperately because they did not look like a football team. It was it was really bad. I mean, shout out to the Cowboys that came out and they, they handled business. Like they really handled business. Um, but I, I don't really, I don't really see this as too much. I think it's just the Cowboys just beating up on, you know, a terrible team. I, um, in my eyes, I, I don't really see them. I don't really see this yeah. as a, I, obviously a step in the right direction. This is a feel good game for them to, you know, kind of exercise, uh, you know, their demons yeah. in the last couple of weeks, but I, it's the football team, man. I, I don't really, they're, they're yeah. garbage. They're so garbage. I mean, yeah, I agree. But at the same time, like we had been, really playing down to competition for the past like two, three weeks. So sure. I think this this was like a much needed type of performance, regardless of who it was. Like yeah, confidence booster. To, like the like yeah. you guys will be going into next week like feeling like the shit for sure. Yeah, exactly. Um but going into another game I want to talk about. I know this was a heartbreaker for you guys. The 49ers lose to the Titans wow. on Thursday night football. Like this was a close game, a much closer game than I anticipated. Honestly I expected the Niners to literally run away with this one. 
But what are you guys' thoughts? Let me go first. I I got a lot to say. Let me go first, Liam, and then I'll pass it over to you because, oh, my gosh, this was so frustrating because we had this game in the bag. Like, like, this is just one of those games where I'm just like, wait a sec. Like, how did we actually lose this game? Like, honestly, like, Jimmy G was getting shit on, but Jimmy G was having a pretty solid game, and, like, he only made a few mistakes. It just so happens that those few mistakes that he made were so, so costly and huge mistakes. Like, like what, two picks, another almost pick, and then a throw that should have been – it was a wide-open touchdown that he missed, and that would have won us the game right there. So just super frustrating. Um, and then, you know, our defense – I mean, our defense was pretty solid, but it's just like, you know, A.J. Brown, I mean, he was their – he beat us. He single-handedly beat us. I don't know why we didn't double him. They don't have anyone else. Um, you know, Julio Julio's a shell of himself, uh, you know, with injuries wow. and whatnot. You know, they don't have any other weapons – besides A.J. Brown, and they they just, did for some reason, didn't double or do anything. Um, you know, the third downs, they were – the Tennessee was always in a third and long situation, it felt like, and I just don't understand how we didn't win this game. Um, just another, another, you know, another example of Shanahan, you know, kind of, you know, not closing out these games. This was a must-win game for us. I mean, we could have been 9-6. and six. I mean, we were so – we're still in a prime position to get into the playoffs, but this is just a kind of game that, you know, I mean, man, I, I would have felt so much better about our squad if we would have ended up winning this game. We would have been rolling into these next two weeks. Um, but now now there's a lot of pressure on this Texans game when there really shouldn't be. Um, but it's just sad, man. I mean, uh, the fact we couldn't stop A.J. Brown and the fact that, you know, Jimmy G was solid, but his, his errors were so costly, so, so costly. And I, I, I don't want to see how he's going to respond from this because that was, that was a, a really, like, that was a really detrimental outing, I think, for, for his confidence. Yeah, I mean, I guess I was nervous. We'll see about that. But anyway, sorry, Liam. Yeah, no, no, no. When I was so nervous, all I kept seeing was hammer minors, minors three, three, hammers, minor three, minus three. It's a lock, it's a lock. I was like, every time I see that, I know it's going to go the other way. It's how it always works. Either we're losing by us, we're losing, or we're going to win by a small margin. But I was thinking, man, I mean, as much as this team's record does not tell the whole story because they are not a 10 and 5 team, they're a 10 and 5 team that got majority of their wins based off the play of Derrick Henry. Um, man, we just need corner help. You know, Josh Norman's like our best corner this year, and he's washed. Um, we've had someone to build a lockdown, AJ Brown. I feel like that's one of the biggest things about this team. We just need another guy because we had the front seven, an amazing front seven. Ark Armstead, Nick Bosa, Ibu Kam showed up this game. But, man, I mean, it can't always be on the back of Debo Samuel just to outscore every single team because he's just been amazing this year. I think as much as Cordell Patterson has been amazing, I think Debo Samuel is the best weapon in football this year. That's placed multiple positions, not like Cooper Cup. I mean, no, Cooper Cup plays tight end sometimes or whatever, but Debo's the most versatile player in football this year. And, uh, you just can't be relying on a guy like that to do everything for you, especially when the run game. Jeff Wilson hasn't been the guy this year when he's been out there. He's not been super good in terms of average yards per carry. We need Mitchell back. We need Mostert back. It's just not going to happen for a long time. And, yeah, just a tough loss, like Carson said. A lot of pressure because I think Jose's going to want to talk about it. The Chargers fail to win this game, and Carson called it up on last episode. He's like, I don't think they're covering the spread. Nonetheless, they didn't even win the game. No, I should have been that. more bold and just been like the Texans are going to outright win this. But even I didn't think that. I'm like the Chargers will probably end up winning it, but it'll be close. But they man. lost by twelve. Man, 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 man. 
Yeah. Rex I mean, Burkhead with Barry you, Sanders. Since you've alluded to it, we'll go ahead and get into this game. The Chargers, despite having RB1 on the week, Justin Jackson going off for two touchdowns and having eight receptions for 98 yards, I mean, his team is now bumped out of the playoffs. As of right now, I mean, they're the eighth seed. They're literally fighting for their, you know, for their playoff lives right now. Um, do you think they can they can hang on and get their spot back? Because right now, I don't even know if I want to see this team in the playoffs. Man, they got to face the Broncos this coming week, and the Broncos want it as bad as they want them. You know, Broncos got something to prove. They, they traded away Von Miller this season. People think they're done for. They keep seeing the amazing play out of a rookie, Patrick Sertan, <laughs> who I thought was the clear number one corner in the class. Obviously, J.C. Horn's been out, so we can't really go anything against him. Uh, it's a talented young team, and, uh, you know, a run defense isn't so good for the Chargers, and if Javante Williams is playing, uh, Javante Williams has been a guy that can cause problems this year. With him, we're literally just talking about an hour before this shoot. But um, if they lose that Broncos game, I mean, they're out of the playoffs, so they lose that Broncos game. But it's a sad look because this Chargers team, they need a culture change. I mean, I love Brandon Staley, but wow, like what, what's wrong with this team being still mediocre? They're like the Broncos, too. They just go like eight and eight, nine and seven, same sort of deal. But oh. Yeah, I mean, we have to we do have to address the fact that I mean the Chargers, you know, let's look at the Chargers like blue chip players. I mean, you Herbert, obviously, Austin Eckler, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Bosa, and Derwin James. And they were missing Derwin James, Eckler, Mike Williams, and Bosa. Oh, wait, no, not Bosa. They were missing Derwin James. So four of their six, you know, blue chip, you know, Pro Bowl players. Um, so you have to take that into consideration, but nonetheless, I mean, still like a Texans team that you don't, I mean, can't even really name that many players on their roster, to be honest. It, yeah. It's a bad look. And, you know, Brandon Staley, I mean, I see so many like think pieces on him and, you know, YouTube videos and it's just really frustrating because he's getting, you know, a lot of praise for, you know, his, you know, his revolutionary defensive schemes and whatnot. But then it's like, like all this praise has just been appointed on him when he hasn't really done anything just yet. And I mean, I still think he's a talented coach. The Chargers team is really talented, but the Chargers are going to Chargers. And I don't know until they're like, there needs to be like some discipline in there because they're like, they play so they play so far down to their competition and they also do play up to their competition. They need, they need more consistency. I, I don't know where that's going to come from, but like, it's it just really, really tough. And it just seems like, you know, if you're going to lose a game like this, like, it just seems like you don't really want it that bad. And I think they should just, yeah. like, yeah. like you said, like, I, I don't even know if I want to see them in the playoffs anymore. But it just because of Herbert and his his talent, obviously. But, like, the rest of the squad, it's just like, I'm not even really sure if they're ready for the playoffs. Exactly. Hey, Davis Mills is going to be the quarterback of the Texans next season, 100%. Probably. <laughs> hey, yeah, he's not bad, man. He's not bad. He's 12-9 ratio, better than Trevor Lawrence, better than Zach Wilson. Yeah. yeah, and arguably yeah, the Texans the Texans roster is, is just as bad, if not worse, than you know, Jets, Jaguars, like those other two situations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking it's of another, the most uh, of it with Brandon Cooks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um another struggling team. I mean, this was one of my must-watch games of last week. On Christmas, the Colts go into Arizona to tackle. I mean, one of the like this was a brutal game offensively, defensively. It seemed at one point like neither team really wanted to win this game. I mean, Kyler Murray, 
just could not get in a rhythm until that final two-minute drill. And even then, like, his O-line kind of folded on him. Um, the Colts were missing every single starting O-lineman. And Jonathan Taylor still rushed for 108 yards. Uh, outstanding performance from Michael Pittman. This Colts defense is elite, and this team has solidified their spot in the playoffs pretty much. Um, it's going to be harder to catch the Titans now that they've, you know, they, they caught that win last week. But this is a team that no one wants to face in the AFC right now. 100%. Um, I think the Colts, the complete opposite of the Chargers, where they show they show a ton of heart. And, you know, like you said, I mean, they literally were missing their whole offensive line. They didn't even get that great of a game from Jonathan Taylor, to be honest, but a huge, huge win. And, and really a must win for them, but a huge, huge win. Um, I, I look at this as more of like a massive win for the Colts than I do just like a I mean, it is still a really bad loss for the Cardinals, but you mentioned it. I mean, their defense is so explosive. They're so fast. And honestly, man, hey, shout out Carson Wentz. I mean, that throw uh, that he hit to uh, – Oh, yeah. Uh, not, uh, not Michael Pittman. Patman? He uh, what? No. Oh, Desmond Patman. Patman. Yeah, not Desmond Pittman, Patman. but Patman. Yeah. That was a great throw. That was a clutch play. That was, uh, you know, like I said, a really, really great throw. And he, he played solid enough to get them the win. And, yeah, I mean, missing your whole offensive line, which is, you know, besides their defense, they're, their next best strength is their, how great their offensive line is. They were missing everyone, and they still got it done. So shout out to them. But on the negative side, yeah, the Cardinals, I'll let you get into it, Liam, like just how bad the Cardinals look. And then Cliff Kingsbury, oh, my gosh. Get him out of there, man. Man, I think James Conner's the heart of this team at this point. I think what we've seen so far from this year, I mean, he's out right now. DeAndre Hopkins isn't the player that he used to be. I mean, he's been dealing with injuries and stuff, but he's not hes not a top three receiver anymore. I think it's like the it's going to be about the Julio thing. I have people keep thinking Julio's the top guy. Jay Jettas and uh, Cooper Cup have gotten to that top range over him at this point, in my opinion. I saw people arguing about that on social media. But, um, you know, Chase Edmonds just, you know, came back in his return, you know, got some good volume, but not getting a lot of yards per average on his plays. Um Zach Ertz, you know, he's been a good part of this team, but man, this team doesn't know how to finish seasons. You know, we saw last year after the Hale Murray play, they were dog shit. And that's when the, the Bills actually turned around after that game because they really used that as motivation to turn the season around. And uh, this Cardinals team, ever since starting 8 0, is 3 and 5 in their last eight games. That's not going to cut it. I mean, they're going to squeak in. They're going to be a, probably the top wildcard team just based on how many wins they're going to have. But Man, I'm I'm betting them heavy to be a first round exit because unless something miracle happens, I don't really believe in this team. I think, like I said, James Conner and Chase Edmonds help keep Kyler afloat because Kyler's been bad ever since he's come back from his injury. Besides that one Chicago game, he's not been good. He's been selling me in fantasy, and I'm kind of mad about it. But it is yeah. what it is at this point. And like you said, Jonathan Taylor had a pedestrian game with 108 yards rushing because he didn't put in like four touchdowns, but. Carson Wentz is serviceable. He's doing the job. He's doing yeah. what Nick Foles did to get the Eagles to the Super Bowl. I think, yeah. man, the story would be crazy to see this Colts team win 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 a t- Super Bowl. That'd be crazy to see. But um, I, I, you know, Carson Wentz would be like, oh, like first player like since Peyton Manning to be like second in MVP voting and win a Super Bowl by the age of twenty something. You know, definitely gonna see some shit. Like yeah, that. I have a couple Carson things. Wentz. Yeah, I just have a couple of things on the Colts. One, yeah, I mean, you were praising once, and I completely agree. But I am still 
I am still aware of him just because he is Carson Wentz. I mean, I'm just like, just like, oh, he's been playing awesome, but you still feel like he will regress back a little bit, a little bit. Hopefully that doesn't happen because I do, I do really like this Colts team, and, and you know, I was a fan, I was a big fan of Wentz, you know, when he had that MVP season. But what, what's the, uh, what's the word on their offensive line? Do you guys know what, um, like how long a lot of the guys are going to be out? I think they're still out this week. I know Quentin Nelson's for sure out. Their center is out. Is it injury uh, or COVID questionable? Base? Darius Leonard's out. Oh no, uh, Carson Wentz is out this week as well. He's got COVID. Yeah, he's got uh, COVID. Leonard's got co- Leonard has COVID. Uh, Ryan Kelly's questionable. Um, let me see if I can pull. I have this list pulled up right now. Yeah, they got a lot of guys on that list. Uh, Indianapolis. Here we go. Yeah, they got. Okay, yeah, Eric Fisher, knee. Braden Smith is on the COVID list. Um, yeah, he's their. One of their top tackles. Yeah, Nelson and Mark Golonski, yeah. So three of the five, COVID. And then Ryan Kelly says personal. Sam, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Wait, no, well, is back, right? I don't see him on this list. He might be back there. Eric, Eric Fisher's questionable, so yeah. Okay, Damn. so yeah, Nelson might have, yeah, probably passed protocols. Yeah. So wow. huge oh, win. Yeah. That's, that was insane. Yeah. Shout out to Colts. Uh, final game I want to talk about here in this AFC is the Buffalo Bills bouncing back after being embarrassed by the Pats and Cam – or not Cam, Max, three passes uh, a couple weeks back, you know, finally defeating the Pats 33-21. to I mean, I wouldn't say it was in dominating fashion, but they did show out offensively. They, you know, finally showed what we have been wanting to see out of them, and that's a capable run game. Um but I mean, the Pats—they're starting to struggle, and it's—it's—it's it's, it's at the wrong time right now. Uh, what, what do you guys have to say about this game? Yeah, I mean, you didn't expect Isaiah McKenzie to be the number one receiver on this team when you've seen guys like Sanders, uh, Gabriel Davis, who didn't play this game or didn't even get a reception this game, might have played, uh, and Diggs. Usually, the guys going off, but um, good to see from them. Devin Singletary, I know he's been decent fancy, fancy. I don't trust him in the playoffs when it comes to needing a run game. He's not that guy, in my opinion. Um, but, yeah, Damian Harris, I think RB2 on the week, uh, dominating. Actually, RB3, I think. I think Mixon might have passed him. But, um, man, I think this eliminates Mac Jones from the rookie. He drops him down in the rookie of the year competition. I think it starts bringing it to a closer race. With yeah. like, Man, I know people want to put Creed Humphrey in there. An offensive lineman is never going to win it. If it was going to win it, it was going to be Quentin Nelson. But, I mean, I think Jamar, Jalen, and uh, Mac Jones got to be in that conversation now. But, um, man, I mean, I don't trust the Bills yet after this win, despite Josh Allen's brilliance against them, because it's going against a division team that you know what you're dealing with. So, when it comes to the playoffs, who knows? Because this team still worries me. I got to see another good win come from them first. Yeah, I, I 100% agree, but it is really um... – it's it, it's really good to see the Bills, you know, getting back on track and playing like the team that you know we all know they can be. Um, as for the Patriots, I mean, um, yeah, I mean Mac Jones, he just you know he played like a rookie quarterback. I mean, you know, he was bad this week. He was you know kind of bad last week. Uh, you know, just showing, um, you know, coming back down to earth. From I mean, it's not like he was like spectacular or anything, but he was do, you know he was game managing and, and doing a good job of you know running this this offense. And I think. New England really showed that the kind of their Achilles heel, they're a very balanced team. They can beat you in a lot of different ways, but I think one way they can't really beat you um, is in a shootout. And, and this, uh, this kind of was a, a shootout 
um, because, you know, Buffalo finally got their offense clicking. I think with the Bills, what was, you know, what was great to see was, you know, Josh Allen was getting a ton of possessions. I mean, he threw 47 times. He got 12 carries. He was great. He was great in the run game. I mean, he had like, you know, that one, you know, four, you know, fourth down, third down, fourth down, where he like juked out like three guys. I mean, that was, that was fantastic. Uh, he, yeah, he was fantastic. He played a great game, um, but it just showed, uh, you know, a weakness in New England that they can't get, you know, they can't win in shootouts. And then, you know, finally Buffalo um, playing up to what we all think they can for sure. Huge win. But like, like you said, Liam, I definitely do want to, I want to see them do this one more time, but if they're gonna, if they're gonna get on the right page. It's the perfect time to do it, you know, heading into the playoffs. Um, Shout out Diggs too. Diggs was awesome. And like Diggs was so, so savage, like pointing to everyone. That was awesome. Yeah, that was dope to see. Some people are going to criticize him for that, but I mean, y'all know what they were, he, they were shouting at him last game. So let's talk about some, uh, some week 16 questions. A man that absolutely went off in week 16, for I believe around like 44 fantasy points. And that is Mr. Hollywood Higgins, a.k.a. T. Higgins. My himself. God. <laughs> uh, Carson's top 10 receiver for this year. Um, hey, he's creeping in. I don't know where he's he at is. right now, but he's creeping he's top in 20, there. I got to think. I got, he's I'll definitely think top, top 20. 20. I can top check 20. that. Um, I want to ask you guys. Quick. T. Higgins was drafted as wide receiver 24, while Lamb was drafted as wide receiver 12. I mean, right now, I would – I would much rather have T. Higgins. And I, I would say C.D. Lamb, even though he has a 1,000 yards up to this point, has had an underwhelming season overall. Would you guys agree? Yeah. Yeah, I got to say that. As a C.D. Lamb owner, I was expecting C.D. Lamb to be putting up, like, Justin Jefferson type of numbers this year, as much as unrealistic as that is, because Justin, Justin, Justin Jefferson is an all-world talent. Uh, I was expecting at least, you know, 1,200 yards, like nine-plus touchdowns by this point in the season at this point. But – you know, it is what it is. You're, it's, you're going through a team that's going through some growing struggles. Um, obviously, there's points when they, Dallas only wants to throw. There's points when they only want to run. And sometimes CD isn't always involved in the game plan. It just seems how it is. There's a couple games this year where he just had like like 40 yards, like something just simple like that. And, you know, you, when you're doing with a guy like those, those top guys like Cup, Jefferson, Adams and all, uh, they're usually the number one guy on their team by a long shot. And they're getting plenty of work uh, in that offense. But – Man, T. Higgins, it's looking bright out there for out there for him in uh, Cincinnati. Uh, they have two one hundred thousand yard receivers, a thousand yard rusher, and a four thousand yard passer, all under the age of twenty six. That's crazy, crazy to see, and crazy. I like what I'm seeing from there. Uh, I think uh, Zach Taylor saving his job this season with how the team is <laughs> playing. Trey yeah. Hendrickson, you never see uh, free agent guys make a huge impact year one, especially out of edge rush positions. It's always a guy that breaks out. And then he does bad the next year. And he's been doing great. And he's a guy that will definitely have to be pointed at at one of these next future questions. But that's what I got to say. Yeah. Um, T. Higgins, wide receiver 17. So he's getting yeah. closer and closer, man. Getting, <laughs> getting closer and closer. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, CD, uh, like Liam said, I, I really expect him. I mean, he had, like, wide receiver one potential. Um you know, coming in, he was getting hyped up that way. And he's definitely, definitely been disappointing just because he had such high expectations and he gets so much hype because he's, you know, plays for the Cowboys. But um, in terms of real life, I don't know. I mean, I think they're, they're both kind of different receivers. I mean, Higgins is a couple inches taller, um, you know, maybe more of like a true wide out, you know, 
uh, red zone threat. And CD, I think CD is probably overall the better receiver, but it's really close. And definitely, um, you know, their ADP should should get closer uh, next year just yeah. because of how well Higgins has played. And I think, uh, you know, like you said, uh, you know, Dallas, their their scripts kind of, you know, vary sometimes. They can kind of be one-sided, you know, either throwing or, or, or running sometimes. But the uh, the Bengals are, are very, very balanced, and Burrow throws the ball all the time. Uh, he's very accurate. And uh, I don't know. I mean, just ADP sake, definitely Higgins for sure. But uh, it, it's crazy to see yeah. that they're uh, – this is definitely like one of those player A, player B, you know, where you don't know what uh, – who they are and you give the stats and they're super close. And this is definitely one. It's like, Holy crap. Like they're way closer yeah. than yeah. I could ever thought. Um, so yeah, shout out to you guys. I mean, T Higgins, you know, I think he went like second round or something. He didn't get the same amount of hype as, you know, the CDs of the world and whatnot, but I mean, he was such a monster in college. I mean, he was like Trevor Lawrence's guy. He was a uh, animal at Clemson. And I just don't really see how he wasn't as hyped up as, you know, the CDs who else went, who else went in that, uh, Judy, uh, Jefferson, Judy, Jefferson, Jefferson. Rager, not Rager. Rager. Oh, wait, it was Rager. Nikhil Harry. Nikhil Harry. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. definitely should have gone. Actually, over. no, no, not Nikhil Harry. That, that was, that was, that was the last draft because Ayuk was a different draft. My bad. Oh, yeah, Ayuk. Yeah, Ayuk was in there. But no, like I looked up before this when I was thinking about that. Uh, what's it called? T. Higgins and CeeDee Lamarth at 100 yards receiving of each other in their total careers and one touchdown difference. That's crazy to think. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. A guy that CD was like a premium value pick. I believe at 17, right? It was when Dallas got him, Jose. Yeah. Somewhere around that. Yeah. And I was like, wow, like you let him fall. Like Judy, Ruggs, all these guys go before him. And then you see him. Yeah, Ruggs, we forgot. And Higgins awesome. hasn't even been the best guy on his team. Like. Yeah. Yeah. They've still got Jamar's another monster off over there. Jamar's yeah, falling like, off His season lately, stats still, are still he, insane. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jamar's better on the season if you look at box score. But Yeah. And he doesn't get talked about nowhere near the same as Chase does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but next question I want to talk about is Najee Harris overrated? He's been getting a lot of uh, criticism lately, you know, getting called a check down merchant. And, you know, obviously he's one <laughs> of the most inefficient rushers in the league. I mean, let me look at his yards per carry, but it's just I know it's not good. <laughs> Uh, Najee Harris, 3.7 yards per carry, which uh, 42nd is, in the league. Yeah, that's <laughs> atrocious. But, but I mean, in one of the worst offensive lines, uh, and a QB that throws checkdowns pretty much the entire game. I don't know if he's necessarily overrated, but at this point, like, how much better is he even than another rookie running back, Javante Williams, at this point? Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's more explosive. Yeah, he's more explosive, but it's just too early to tell. I mean, he's only a rookie. Like you said, his offensive line's garbage, his quarterback's garbage. Um, and he's doing, you know, he's trying to do the most with, you know, not that much. And I think, I think it's just, it's not really on him because, you know, the Steelers, you know, I mean, it made sense because they, they really did need a running back, but they didn't really have the, the plan in place to support him because their offensive line was so bad. So I, I want to wait and see if they, they upgrade the offensive line and get a better quarterback because, you know, that will just open up, uh, you know, so many more uh, running lanes for him. I, I think it's just too early to tell because uh, clearly, you know, he, he is still super, super talented. But, yeah, I think it's yeah. just way too early. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally see that. But, I mean, at the same time, 
I mean, well, yeah, he was the best pick available. I don't think they, it made sense. If Ignore hindsight. It was the guy that made the sense at that pick. We mocked him in every single mock draft we did. Going there, like you said, the offense line's bad. They lost an all-prone David DeCastro, believed to retirement, or they cut him. Um, the line just isn't what it used to be. Uh, it's got to build around. We got to see. There's going to be a lot of information happening there. We'll see um, new quarterback there in place. Obviously, the line's got to get turned around. And uh, could be a whole different culture change. New guy coming in there. Maybe could be Pickett from uh, Pitt coming in this year, uh, coming year. But we'll see. Um, but, yeah, I think Najee's got to get some more time. But, I mean, yeah, 67 receptions is the reason why he's the top five running back in fantasy this year because – uh, it's not for his uh, 984 yards and six touchdowns that he has on the ground. So, mm-hmm. yeah. PPR uh, monster. Facts. For PPR sake, like, this dude's insane. But, um, and then next question, does Jalen Waddle have an argument for the best rookie wide receiver? I'm looking at rookie wide receivers here. I mean, we've got this class, Devontae Smith, Elijah Moore, Rashad Bateman, Jamar Chase. Um, Rondell Moore, Amon Ross St. Brown, Kadarius Tony, um, and after that, just a bunch of irrelevant dudes up to this point. So, I mean, the only other guy he really has competition, I would say, would be Jamar Chase right now, and maybe Elijah yes. Moore or Devonta Smith. Um, but like, not even is- like production wise, Devonta Smith and Elijah Moore are nowhere near Jalen Waddle or Jamar Chase. Well, yeah, dude, Jamar Chase is a huge play guy. Like, he averages 17 yards a catch, while uh, Jalen Waddle averages less than 10, which is, I mean, Jalen Waddle is a guy that makes more uh, – I mean, he just gets a lot of receptions because he's not really anyone else in this team that can get the ball. I mean, Higgins yeah. has Higgins is a 1,000-yard receiver alongside him. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of check down stuff going on there in Miami. But, I mean, Jalen Waddle has shown that he's been – he's going to be a franchise wide receiver for this team. And – you know, especially in PPR, like this guy's gonna get a hundred receptions in his rookie year. Like, how are you not gonna want to draft him next season? Uh, based off that, uh, he's currently what well, I think a top twenty wide receiver. So mm-hmm. we know that he's got potential. Uh, projected to get over like, a thousand, a thousand yards, a hundred plus receptions. So uh, I think there is a good case. I think after next year, we'll have a be- better, clear pitcher. Once um, I think you know the Dolphins should be able to revamp an offensive line around them, so Tua hasn't thrown it. Uh, running around scrambling like crazy. So we'll have to see, but I think next year it's going to be a lot closer than people think it is. Yeah, hundred percent. He definitely, he definitely has an argument for it. Um, I think, you know, when you compare him to, you know, Smith and uh, Chase, you know, probably, probably the guys that are, you know, close, you know, at the top. I mean, I think he probably has the worst quarterback out of, out of those three. I mean, you know, to, I mean, it depends on Tua versus Hertz, you know, that's kind of, you know, a coin flip, but hundred uh, percent, he's, he's a monster. Uh, you know, he's great in the short game and he has this, it's crazy that, you know, he's so great in, you know, the short game, the short intermediate game, because he was drafted as like, you know, like a Tyree kill level speedster where he's just, you know, burning guys. And that hasn't really yeah. been his game too much. I mean, that's not really the dolphins and Tua's game, but still it, it's kind of crazy to see that, that, that the best part of his game hasn't even really been unlocked just yet. But I mean, we got to give, I mean, shout out Elijah Moore. He was balling with, you know, on a, who knows with Zach Wilson, Rashad Bateman. I, I still want to see a lot more from him. I think he's super talented. And then we got to talk about our the guy uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. He's been balling uh, with who he de- he definitely has the worst quarterback out of you know all these guys. Um, <laughs> yeah. And he he's been a monster coming on. I mean t- Tony too. Uh, and you know Tony, you know 
in a couple games, he showed that he was, you know, lights out. Um, so yeah, he definitely has an argument, but, um, but there's been, there's been some solid guys this class. Definitely not. I don't think not as stacked as the last couple of years, but I think the last couple of years that would go down as probably like some historic, like wide receiver classes. Yeah. Um, next question. I'm going to wrap these two into one. So what, what player has surprised you the most? And also what has been your biggest non-player related surprise uh, for me? My, player I would say that surprised me the most uh, is Mark Andrews I mean I'm looking at him right here he's number six in receiving yards in the league like wow amongst receivers um, and he's got nine touchdowns which is also top 10 he's tied for six so a, a guy that before the season like we weren't even talking about as a, I mean we were saying he's like top five but we were not saying he was going to be tight end one by any means um, and he started the season off slow even so that's my player. Um, as far as the biggest non-player related surprise, it would probably be the Dolphins. I mean, they're the only team to have a, a seven-game losing streak followed by a seven-game winning streak. That's crazy, bro. That, yeah. Dude. They haven't played anyone, though, in the, the games. No, they, no, they, they have not. Cheese. Yeah, the but next still, two games are crazy. Yeah, yeah. but still, nonetheless. Yeah. What about you guys? Um, I'll go ahead with this one. Uh, player that has surprised me. A guy that I thought they gave a huge contract to and he was going to do nothing. 31 years old this season. Robert Quinn. They lose Khalil Mack this season. And if you guys don't know, Robert Quinn is second in the league with 17 sacks after having two sacks last year, playing a full season. He's got three forced fumbles. He's been a menace out there for Chicago. I think he's going to be a guy that's going to be traded this offseason because guys are going to want that production. Even despite the age thing, you can't be concerned with the guys doing 17 sacks because you know he's at least going to provide you some value next season. So I definitely think he's the player that surprised me the most. Uh, well, not the most, but definitely a guy that's like not people are going to talk about. And then a team that surprised me, I'm going to bite the bullet. I thought the I didn't think the Bengals were going to be this good. I saw seven wins or like a dark horse playoff team, but man, they could, who knows what they could do with an offense that powerful and a defense that seems to be playing well every once in a while. I thought Joe Burrow, it was going to be hard for him coming back from this injury because, you know, he's not a guy that's got a cannon of an arm and um, he's been great out there this season. Jamar Chase uh, balling for them. T Higgins balling for them. Joe Mixon balling. I never expect Joe Mixon to ball. Joe Mixon always seems the way uh, to shit the bed. So shout out to the Bengals because they've been great this year. And uh, also the Seahawks falling off from being 12 and four to being one of the worst teams in the NFC has been crazy <laughs> to witness. Yeah. Um, my guy is, uh, is Debo Samuel. I mean, Debo, you know, he showed flashes, you know, his, his first year. And I mean, he wasn't really too healthy uh, last year, but, you know, he showed the flashes that he was a great runner. He was great, you know, after the catch, but I mean, he, even me, he was really high on Debo could not have, cannot have imagined him turning into one of, if not the best overall offensive weapon in football. I mean, it's just been amazing to see. And I mean, fantasy wise, I mean, I, I mean, the narrative was Ayuk was going to be, you know, the wide receiver one on this team. He was getting drafted, you know, a couple rounds earlier than, than Debo and, and just terms of actual football. I mean, he's just been such a monster. I couldn't have imagined that his volume would be this crazy and this good. Um, but I think objectively, like, you know, not mine, but objectively, the biggest surprise of the year has to be Cordell Patterson. Yeah. 
For sure. Yeah. I mean, this guy's, yeah. we've known about him. He's just been in the back of our minds for, you know, eight, nine years now, however long he's been in the league is like a great, great pun, great kick returner, but he's, he's been like Debo light this year. And it, I, I don't think anyone could have uh, expected that, but uh, I don't really have a team. My biggest surprise is just like how no team has really stood out as like, like the guaranteed, like the, the Super Bowl, like, the clear cut Super Bowl favorites. Like this year has been very weird. It's been very like, there's a lot of parody. Yeah. Just a lot of teams are just kind of bunched together and no one's really stood out. Every every team kind of really, I mean, the chiefs, the chiefs are kind of, they're kind of straying away and they're kind of gaining ground as maybe that team. But for the most part, I mean, like there hasn't really been one clear cut, you know, dominant team. Everyone, everyone has, you know, their major flaws, um, I guess that's the nature of just this year in general with COVID and, you know, there's so many moving parts in the NFL this year, but that's been my biggest surprise, not team related, but just like in general. Yeah. Also, Jose, what would you have said if I told you that by the end of this season, two Cowboys would probably finish top five in defensive player of the year voting? Yeah, that's yeah. Nuts. Nuts. I mean, I probably would have thought it was like. DeMarcus Lawrence. And, and like Van Der Esch, Van Der Esch or Randy Gregory or something. I mean, <laughs> Randy. If you Gregory. told me, if you told me that Micah Parsons was going to be a legitimate Defensive Player of the Year candidate, like I would have shit my pants because I was or, not expecting. What's up? Yeah, what you're saying? No, you go ahead. I mean, I just wasn't expecting him to be this productive as a rookie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Or what would I, you have said if I told you that the Browns would be last in their division? <laughs> so tough. That's so tough. I mean, so I like a wise man once said, the Browns going to be the Browns. And they almost beat the Packers. That's all I'm going to say. I ain't scared of no damn Packers team right now. The Cowboys look unstoppable. Um, but this final question is if – Mac Jones, still the guy for Offensive Rookie of the Year. With Defensive Rookie of the Year, obviously locked up. My boy, Micah Parsons, got that in the bag, like, put the house on it. Mac Jones is still minus 500 to win Offensive Rookie of the Year with Jamar Chase behind him at plus 350. I think he's still got it. I mean, he's got, like, two weeks left. He's just got to be decent. I think he's got it. Look. It looks bad after this game against Buffalo because the, the two against the best team in his division, he has uh, a game where he throws the ball three times and he has a game where he has no touchdowns and two interceptions against a team that he needed a signature win against. I mean, honestly, that's not a huge thing in rookie of the year, but man, uh, I I want to see it go to a guy like Jamar Chase or Waddle. I mean, people think Kareem Humphrey because he's PFF's number one center. That's not going to happen. No one gives a fuck about PFF when it comes to these rating things. Uh-huh. So I think it's going to go to him, but it's not going to be – he's not going to be unanimous. It's going to be uh, – Jamar's going to be super close to him in voting. Like I say, it's going to – like like a mere share, like 10 points is going to separate the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, no one's really stepped up and really won this award yet. Um, no, no one's really the clear – cut favorite, but I mean, Cincinnati, uh, you know, they have Kansas city and they have Cleveland coming up next, you know, two you know, really tough defenses. Um, I think if, you know, the Bengals step up and they win, you know, at least one of those games, you know, in, in, a, in a good fashion and chase has a really, really good game. I think that would really help his case. I mean, Mac, 
Mac definitely has the easier schedule left. I mean, they got a game with Jacksonville, which you could you know easily just tear up and you know put up crazy stats. But then they do have Miami, so uh, you know we'll see. I think I think you know a divisional game at Miami if he's if he plays a good game there, uh, that might lock it up for him. Um, but yeah, like Liam said, it's going to be really really close. Um, I don't know. I I, I really like to see. I probably like to see Chase just because. You know, he's like done some crazy, crazy things for a rookie. Whereas, you know, Mac is just, you know, his stats are very, very pedestrian. You know, he's just had an average, you know, quarterback year. It's just the fact that his, uh, you know, his team is, you know, played, you know, exceeded expectations and he's, you know, managed them so well. So I'd, I'd rather see Chase get it. Um, but it, it's looking like Mac has a better chance with, you know, considering his schedule. Also, I forgot about this. What would you have said if I told you that Washington allowed the third most points in the NFL this year? God damn. I mean, that's got to be inflated from last game, right? True, but it, they're still – That's still insane. Only, so, like, five so. teams that have allowed 400 points, and they're in – I mean, we were game. expecting them to be one of the most elite defenses in the league at this point. Yeah, fool's gold. Like, we like, were expecting like, them look to at teams. be – Okay. Let's think. Um, I think teams like that are bad that have like good, better defenses. Um, the Dolphins. The, no. Well, the, okay. No. The Jaguars have allowed less points. Um, the Raiders have allowed less points. Uh, the KC, even despite their struggles this year, the Giants have allowed less points. Um, Minnesota, for all the hit to get it on. Atlanta has allowed less points. There you go. That's when you know it's interesting. So, Chris, I, mean, Chris, you, I just want to mention that because I meant to mention Struggles that. come from within, though. Like, I don't think it's a talent issue. I mean, you saw the two D linemen fight on the sideline. Like, this, these issues, you know, this franchise, the dysfunction runs deep. Like, it is, it is deep in there. It's not even, like, on the player level. Like, it is – it's the staff. It's the front office. Like, it's, it's everything. They're almost, like, reminding me of the Sacramento Kings in a way. Where it's just like, I mean, you've got Dan Snyder, and then you've got everything that trickles down from there. Uh, like it's it's hard to watch, and it's it's really saddening, especially for like a team that has, you know, gone through so much. I mean, rebranding their whole fucking franchise, and then having to rebrand again soon. Like it's just the it's tough for this to franchise. Yeah, it's it's really tough. Like it's got to be more than a rebrand. Like it's got to be a re a reculturing, a retooling, re everything. Well, it starts at the top, yeah, because their, you know, their organization, their ownership is just terrible, terrible, terrible. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Can we uh, can we look ahead to week seventeen real quick? There's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of really important playoff matchups. Yeah, there's some um, big games. Kyler Murray coming to coming to Arlington. That's. Kind of a huge game. We haven't faced a QB like this since I don't even know. I mean, like what? Like hurts? Like that style of QB? Hurts, are you, are you I about guess. Just like, yeah. Are you just talking about like talent? Like just like elite level quarterback play? Since Mahomes. that and also yeah, since Mahomes, like that can really run and like get designed runs and stuff like that. Like we've been facing you know some mediocre quarterback talent the past couple of weeks, so. This is mm-hmm. going to be a real test of, you know, if our defense is really legit or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Rams, Ravens, the Rams 
Stafford, this is the perfect game for him to bounce back with the Ravens, you know, barely having anyone healthy on their defense. Chiefs Bengals is going to be dope. Raiders yeah. Colts has a lot of weight. Dolphins Titans has a lot of weight. Broncos Chargers. Um, and then you both know, fighting for their season. Yeah, yeah both fighting exactly making the playoffs. Yeah, loser loser leaves town. And then sadly, this game has a lot of uh, a lot of weight to it. Brown Steelers. I just. That that matchup makes me want to regurgitate. It just that sounds so boring, but it's like it, it's so important. Like that, I feel like that game's just gonna be hard to watch. But it's like not. And it's a Monday night game, bro. I hate yeah. those two primetime games. Those are disgusting. Like stop giving me the Packers on primetime. Like give me like the divisional opponent. It's always boring. They're gonna blow. Hey, you out. never know. Last like, time we, okay, last Jefferson's time we gonna Brown go for team. like. I don't know. I feel like the Vikings and Packers like they always keep it close. Yeah. Oh no, I'm just not trying to see that. I'd rather see Bengals Chiefs primetime. That seems way more yeah. interesting. Oh yeah, for sure, Definitely. for sure. Yeah. How do you see I mean, Cowboys even, Cardinals? Put even Cowboys Texans back. Niners. Like Texans after last week, they're gonna come into this game with their heads high. And yeah, is the yeah. Niners okay. are the Niners like shit? I'm, or Colts I, I, Raiders I would not like two blinder teams? No. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, would, in terms of bets, though. I like Bengals plus five. I feel like it's too much value. Five, giving them five points, uh, underdog at home. Man, yeah. I feel like you they've got some of the most swag league. in the league right now. I mean, they hey, are just balling. Three, there's a three team parlay that's calling my name. It's the Patriots, Bucks, Bills. Throw them in, uh, or or maybe Packers instead. Packers instead of the Bills, but throw them in. Uh, three teamers. Let's take a look at these games. Think for a second. What's your hot take going into this next week? Okay, hold on. I think the Bengals drop 40 and win. That's my hot take. Hmm. 100 yards on the 100 plus yards from Mixon and a dominating performance by Burrow. Continues after uh, the Ravens uh, defensive. Uh, coach said he wasn't ready to give uh, Joe Burrow a gold jacket yet and then goes off for the fourth most passing yards in NFL history in a game. So that's my bold yeah. take. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> I wouldn't be surprised if the Falcons take this game. As we've seen the Bills, you know, up and down all year, this would be the perfect opportunity for them to show us that they are not a real contender and lose to the Falcons. Yeah. I, yeah. I was just going to say, I wouldn't be surprised. Kind of like last week, I wouldn't be surprised if like the Falcons. Uh, covered um hmm I mean I'm looking at I'm thinking the one that like kind of comes to mind first is like that the rate you know the Raiders you know knowing the Raiders like just when you think they're done and just when you think the Colts coming off a big win that they're going to handle business the Raiders just come in and surprise everybody so I'm thinking you know maybe the Raiders you know keep it close or at least you know actually take a dub uh against you know, Colts. Who's going to start at QB for the Colts? Uh, Allen, Ellinger, Sam Ellinger. Uh, that'll be yeah. interesting to see. That'll be interesting to see. So I, I might go with the I might go with the Raiders taking a dub. That would be my hot yeah. take. I can see it. Fine. Or at least keeping it, you know, within like three. You think they hold Taylor under a hundred? No. 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 Dude, they're going to rely on him so heavily. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes for like. Another monster, like 30, yeah, he gets, game. yeah, he gets like 30 carries or something, or he breaks my off, play. he'll break off a massive run or something. 
Rojo top five running back this week going against a Jets team. They're going to pound the rock. Hope so, bro. I really hope so. I'm starting in two of my leagues. F that. No, (laughs) play Jose. Lions and Lions taking a dub against the Seahawks. Yeah, we're done, bro. Um, I am playing in two championships, not in our league, but in two other championships. So wish me luck. We are playing week 18, which is stupid. I told them not to, but they didn't give a fuck. So, um, but going into our my my new favorite section, player A, player B. I've got three this time. Um, first one, we got player A, seven hundred and twenty three rushing yards, four touchdowns, drafted as RB six. Player B, seven hundred and twenty eight rushing yards, three touchdowns, drafted as RB thirty eight. Wait, can you read off? Can you read off yeah. the second one one more time? Yeah, so first one is 723 rushing yards and four touchdowns. The second one is 728 rushing yards, three touchdowns. So five more yards, one last touchdown. And then first one was RB6, second one is RB38, ADP. Uh, RB6? Is the first one Saquon? No. RB6, who's that guy to be? Uh, Aaron Jones? Aaron Jones. Yep. Mm, okay, okay. First one is Aaron Jones. Who is the second one? Elijah Mitchell? No. AJ Dillon. He is in the Elijah Mitchell's division. Oh. Um, oh. Uh, no, it's not James Conner. It's uh, Daryl Henderson? Close. It's actually Sony Michelle. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Sony Michelle has 700 rushing yards? Wait, yeah. what? No yeah. way. Holy crap. That's... It's kind of nuts. Henderson has like six hundred something. So yeah, damn. I don't know how Michelle like ended up saving his season this this bad. Yeah, Michelle's like three yards a carry or something. Like what the heck? That wow, that's crazy. Um, up next we got two sleeper guys. Like our like we were really high on these guys before the season. Like they were our sleepers. Player A, seventy four receptions, six hundred ninety two yards, three touchdowns. Drafted as wide receiver 72. Player B, 64 receptions, 698 yards, and three touchdowns. Drafted as wide receiver 51. <laughs> it seems so goddamn similar. Oh my One God. of them has to be Robbie Anderson. It's not. It's not. Oh, really? Oh, okay. I'm trying to think. The only, the only major difference is 10 receptions is the difference between them. Everything I'm else sure is virtually the same. I'm trying to remember who we were really high on. Uh, way late in track. One of them is a rookie. <laughs> One of them is a rookie. Oh, Elijah Moore. No. Devonte Smith. No. <sighs> Amon Ra. Yeah, player oh, A is nice. Amon Ra St. Brown. Oh, nice. Okay, Amon Ra. And what conference? Uh, AFC South. Marcus uh, Callaway? No. No, AFC, AFC. Oh, so uh, AFC, my bad, my bad, my bad. Um, uh, we were real high on him as like a legit wide receiver one for this team, but then they just they just failed us as an offense. Chenault? 
Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones. <laughs> I was They've thinking got, about it before this episode. I was like, this, They've got this almost man identical. Called the next digs. Wait, he didn't, <laughs> dude. Marvin Jones didn't have his big game this year. Hold on, I got. Hey, yes, yeah, yeah, yet. But he had like it's a coming. twenty point game. He does I have guess. two more weeks. Okay, wait, eighteen. Oh, he had a twenty three. That's his biggest game. Yeah, and I benched him that week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, final one. We haven't got. What? Well, go ahead. Uh, final one. It's two tight ends. Player A drafted as tight end six. 61 receptions, 583 yards, four touchdowns. Player B is drafted as tight end 40, 54 receptions, 540 yards, and three touchdowns. Okay, is the first one Hawkinson? Yep. Okay, I was thinking like tight end six. I'm like, sounds about right. Okay, Hawkinson. Oh, and then... Tight end 40? Yeah. Tight end 40? No. Wait, is it Hunter Henry? No. Okay, yeah, he probably Hunter Henry has a lot of touchdowns. I think he's also I'm pretty sure he's also a rookie. Tight end 40. Cole Komet? No, but I was gonna put him, but this guy had better stats. Cole Komet's also not a rookie. Actually, right? I don't think he is. Maybe he is. I don't know. Oh wait, Um, no, I'm stupid. He's not a rookie. He's not a rookie. I'm stupid. Okay, so he's young then. All right. He's just young. Well, uh, oh, is it? What's his name? Adam Troutman? No, no, I don't though. think. Yeah, that's a good guess, but I don't think he's even nowhere close to those stats. Uh, is it the uh, is it the Broncos? Not fan, but the other guy they have, Albert Ojewole. Yeah, 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 yeah. Albert. O? No, it's not. It's not him. He starts. He's like a legit. Like he's the only tight end option on the team. What happened to Fan? Has Fan is Fan out for the like? I forgot about Fan. No, he's been he's just been kind of mid. He's just been mm. kind of eh. Okay. Oh, Gerald Everett. No. Uh, she's, that's he's way too old for you to think that. Um. Hayden Hurst. Okay. What? No, because Hayden Hurst is not the only tight end on his team. Oh, is, oh, I missed okay. that. Is that what, what division? What division? Um. NFC North. So it's not from that. Oh, okay. Is Conklin. it? Oh, Tyler Conklin. Conklin. Tyler. Your Conklin. boy. Your boy. <laughs> they, they've got almost the same stats. Wow. Dude, that's oh, so sad because so we loved Hawkinson, especially Jose. You loved Hawkinson, and we we thought he was so good. He was so. He was good supposed to be year. like their only option, but then Amon Ross St. Brown was like, "Nah, it's my team." Yeah. And the Underswift. Yeah, yeah, and the Underswift. Wow, yeah. holy crap. Titan 40, Jesus. Yeah. Does that even – he didn't know what – yeah, he didn't get drafted. He no, was not no. drafted. No, yeah, he was not no drafted. one drafted no. him. No. no. Um, but, yeah, that's going to that's gonna do it for this week. Got a great week of football coming. Playoffs start in two weeks, three weeks. Um, yeah, there's two more weeks left. Yeah. Got the Alamo Bowl in, like, 20 minutes. I don't even know who's playing because all of hey. our starters – Opted <laughs> best stadium in the league. Where is it? Uh, as you can say, it's a uh, Texan. Oh, okay, okay. My cousin goes there actually. Um, yeah, goat school, they, they went yeah, off this year. Anything else you guys got to say? Uh, screw Miami for getting COVID and not playing in the bowl game, so I have nothing to watch on New Year's Eve. So, 
or the 20 or today, I th- tomorrow, I think it was. So whatever. The Warriors, they, they dick teased me last night. I, I, I told my dad, I was like, they're going to make a run. Watch they're They're going to, they're going to make a run. They're going to end up winning this game. And they got all the way back to three points and they still lost. It was probably, honestly probably the worst game they played all year against the depleted Nuggets squad. Um, yeah. So that was sad. My, my dad and I were just watching that. Just, it was so sad last night. 86-83. Terrible. Terrible. Gross. Curry had a bad night shooting, though. So. Yeah, Curry, had, uh, Curry didn't hit his first three till like, the end of the third. It was, yeah. yeah, it was bad. It was really bad. He's like that sometimes. It's really annoying. He's yeah, yeah. Every guy. now and then that happens to him. But, I mean, then he makes up for it because he's fucking Curry. But, hey, at the end of this uh, – before we go back for school, we're definitely touching on – um, too early first round for next year fancy because there's some guys that are dropping. There's some dudes that are rising. CMC we don't have to do that shit this week then because I start on Monday, bro. Hey, shit. Maybe we do it then. CMC top 10 no more? No. Nah, top 10 I ain't drafting them. Never. I'm never touching them. Not again. How far Derrick Henry dropped after an injury? Ooh. Not, not far. He won't fall out of the top 10, I don't think. I believe in him. He, he's been taking his Epsom salt baths. Yeah, especially like if put... he comes back for the playoffs and he has like a monster game. Yeah, he won't. But we'll see if that even happens. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, okay. I saw that, a dude that would put like Tony Pollard and Zeke like super close to each other in a mock draft. I'm like, what? Dude, I could see it though. I could really see it though. Mm-hmm. I could uh, really see like Tony Pollard to be the better one. I could really see Tony Pollard becoming like our uh month. Like our Al- Alvin Kamara and then Zeke being our marking room. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it should be. Yeah. Because he's got so much explosiveness. But, hey, here's what it is. We'll be back with you next week with another banger episode. Or maybe maybe sometime this week. We don't know. We got plenty of stuff. New Year's on the rise. going to be 2022. Fresh content coming out. You know how it be. There'll be banger content this summer as usual. We come back to normal. But, hey, everyone stay safe. Avoid Omicron, the transformer sounding ass. Uh, that I mean, avoid COVID, COVID please. Strand. But yeah. uh, see y'all later. Peace. Peace.